Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Gross. Sorry. Right at the start, we're trying to have a serious discussion here about the goings-ons, and you're just ruining it. You haven't told me what the discussion is yet, so uh, we were having I a lighthearted conversation before this. Uh, so the the burp still fits in the context of that of the conversation we were just having. It's not my fault if you switch topics and didn't tell me. Then it doesn't count. As soon as we hit record, the professionalism is on, Stevie. Bullshit. That's how it goes. <laughs> Bullshit. Last episode, we debated about whether or not you could fuck Cthulhu for like 15 minutes too long. And then I had an existential crisis because of the Shoguts. So like, uh, you know. There's nothing more professional than Cthulhu. Uh, that, mm, I, I'm, I could argue that on so many different levels, but that was last podcast topic, so I will not. <laughs> well, speaking of topics, do you have a, uh, do you have a daily question for us? Let me find my daily question. Also, I found a banger quiz that I'm very excited for, but that's later. There's, okay, well, that's just the trolley question. That's just the trolley question. Fucking, fuck. Would you rather save your best friend's life if it meant five strangers would die or save five strangers if it meant sacrificing your best friend? Uh, I will save my best friend's life if it meant five strangers will die. I will fully admit that it is not the utilitarian option. It is not what I should do. But I care about Shiloh more than I care about strangers. My bad. There, I said it. I'm, I'm, I'm the evil one, according to the trolley problem. But I know what I want, and what I want is a life with Shiloh. So... Rip to all you NPCs out there, but you do not concern me. I should not refer to real people as NPCs, but maybe I should pick a different question. I was going to say, let's do a different question because everybody would choose their best friend, I think. Do you think so? I do. Do you think... Nobody. I hope that's true. I Because uh, uh, then that makes me feel like I'm not such a shitty person. But the problem is that like, we all kind of inherently place worth on the people around us based on how much we love them. Like, duh, right? So, like, I don't know if that's such an unreasonable thing to claim. And I know that everyone would like to think, like, yeah, you should pick the five people, the more people. Um, but you won't. In the moment, you will not. So, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. Um, yeah, we barely got a minute of conversation about it. Okay, here's a better one. Would you rather take a pill a day for nutrients and to feel full, but never eat anything again? Or eat whatever you want? but never really feel full. What do you mean by eat whatever you want, but never f feel full? Like eat whatever you want and not gain weight or eat whatever you want and not be satisfied, I think. I'd rather take a pill. But you will never be able to eat anything else. Okay. <laughs> you would rather feel satisfied? Yeah. Honestly, um, same. There have been many, many days, uh, especially recently, where I've been like, this whole um, eating thing is just very complicated. It's very difficult. Sometimes just chewing feels like too much work, and that's the depression talking. And so it's like, I wish I could just have just like a, a stupid little a stupid little nutrient cube, um, just fucking nutrient jelly like they have in um, the apocalypse season of American Horror Story. It looks nasty, but shit, give it to me right now. Um, it, it just looks kind of like a like a solid block of brown jelly and I would take that I would take that or a pill especially if it means I'll feel full like especially yeah. if it means I'll feel full if I'm gonna be satisfied and I'll be healthy fuck all of y'all I'm gonna do it oh but food is how people connect oh food oh you connect over food I can connect over a game of like dominoes I can do all kinds of stuff to connect with other people we Plus can all take our pills together huh Think of the amount of time that you'd save. You would save so much fucking time. Also, you could literally solve world hunger. And to be fair, That's we it. already fucking could. But this way, it would be even easier. Like, we already could with, with how many fucking billionaires there are. Or rather, how much money the billionaires have. Even one of them could solve world hunger. But this would make it way fucking easier. Like, people could just buy a bunch of pills and take it. We've uh, been able to solve world hunger since 1997. Yeah, it's completely unsurprising. Officially. That's, like, completely we, unsurprising. We actually produce enough food right now for 10 billion people. Uh, and then we just, like, throw most of it away. We love yes. food waste. And we use a large chunk of it to feed other food. What? Oh. Cattle and shit. Cattle and shit. That is very Eating weird to think. as much meat as we eat is not sustainable. No. It very much is not. Also, it is kind of depressing that, like... Our, our food eats better than a lot of our people. Like, they're getting produce and shit. Like, ah, uh, 
Also, this eyebrow piercing's killing me. Sorry, that's off topic. Damn, we were talking about the fun little nutrient jelly, but it turns out capitalism is the problem, as always. You know? It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast with two transgender siblings, uh, one of whom just went off on a really long tangent about the rough day that their partner is having. The other one just kind of let it go because sometimes you just have to talk these things out, you know? I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. And yeah, I just wanted to give you a little personal note, a little personal touch, uh, a bit of personal charm to the podcast, um, because God knows we don't have enough of that already. So, well, I'm going to edit it all out. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's fair. We should just we should just place the mustache bit elsewhere because I do I I feel like that relates to trans stuff, but maybe we should just do we haven't done a we haven't done an HRT update in a while. I just well, thought about that. Well, we haven't that. done it this week in transit, and honestly, we could do it right now. So yeah, this week in transit. I don't really have much news, but I hear that Stevie has some news <laughs> about their face. <laughs> Tell yeah. us, Stevie, what's going on with your face, buddy? Two hours ago, I shaved off my mustache uh, because I got my new eyebrow razors, and they're very, very nifty. Um, and it was very hard shaving around my new eyebrow piercing. Um, that was a little bit complicated, but it worked out. Um, and then I realized that I look very scruffy with my mustache. And um, somebody recently commented on my TikTok, like, oh, you have the you have the signature mustache of a prepubescent boy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I blocked them because it, it hurt my feelings. But like, yeah, I am going through puberty or whatever, and I needed it to feel secure in my masculinity because it helped me um, pass, help me pass more. And unfortunately, I do care about that. Um, but now I am further along in my transition and I don't really need that so bad. So I took it off. I'm going to see how I feel about it. I'm going to see if I want to keep shaving. I do kind of like having some of the scruff, but I don't think I should necessarily let it get quite as out of hand as it was previously. Okay. Have you had had any uh, HRT changes? I know that at some point it just kind of mellows out and it just sort of like stays where it is. Um, But I don't know. How are your titties? We haven't talked about your titties in a while. (laughs) They're, They're doing fine. Good. Micah's titties are doing just fine. On the subject of shaving... Oh, okay. uh, I still have to shave my face. Boo. Because despite having laser done on my face, the white hairs and the gray hairs that I already had Mm -hmm. didn't go away. Ugh. So now I can grow a white beard. (laughs) A really scraggly one. That's well, delightful. I could if I let it go long enough. That's fun. I forgot that the the laser hair removal thing you did only took away the dark hairs for whatever reason, which um, I actually still don't understand even a little bit. I, I yeah. don't really get how it works. I've got to get back in there because I need I need to get my 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 boobs done. Ah, yeah. Get them lasered too because shaving them often is a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's uh, this week in transit. That's great, yeah. Oh, also, um, I can't even... I, I definitely mentioned this before, um, but I have been able to have the compression vest off from top surgery for a week or two now, a couple weeks off, which is great. Uh, now I can wear whatever I want and not have to worry about the vest showing through, um, and I don't have to wear an extra layer, which is great because it was very thick, um, and it is getting to be uh, very hot, very hot where we live. Um, and so that's great. I can just wear whatever sexy little outfit I want. And I feel very cool um, and very comfy, and it's delightful, uh, except that there is kind of, like, I was about to say a pretty gnarly scar. Obviously, my whole chest is a gnarly scar right now, but there's a worse bit on my left side. um, Because I don't know if the good listeners remember, but I fucked up in the first six weeks after top surgery, which is uh, a pretty crucial point where you're not supposed to fuck up. You're supposed to do everything your doctor says. Um, But I was mad because I was tired of feeling shitty um, and I slept oh my god this was so stupid I I slept on my side with my arm up for like two or three nights which is actually the exact opposite of what you were supposed to do at that point Um, so to sleep on your back and not lift your fucking arms above your head much less with your your body weight on that arm. Oh my god! 
oh my god, that was so stupid. That was so stupid. And I was just being a little shithead. I was just being a little shithead because I was mad that my body wasn't healing fast enough. Like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, you're going to make it harder now. You're going to make it harder. Fucking idiot. Anyway, um, now the left side has um, a worse a worse scar than the rest of it. Because, yeah, duh, right? Oh, my God. Um, so they might be able to do some scar retouching. And they said that I might not have to pay for it. But the thing is that that was, like, fully my fault. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I would be very surprised if they were willing to pay for it, given that I I explicitly and intentionally ignored their instructions because I was being um, a little bitch, as they say. So we'll see. Uh, that appointment, I think, is in a month or two uh, where I'm going to meet with the surgeon himself to see should we do any retouching or should I just deal with it and would they cover it? Cause if they're not going to cover it, I'm not going to do it because that is um, extra money and I don't want to do that. So yeah. Um, if you have to go to the doctor for something fucking do what the doctor says, <laughs> like you, you went for a reason, right? Yeah. It's cause they know what they're doing. Just fucking, just do just fucking just do what they said. So that's Stevie's hot tip of the day. Do what the doctor says. Yeah. Hot tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things getting hot. Oh. Here comes the news. Ba 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 ba. Ba. You know, one of these days, I'm just going to like leave in us singing the intros and whatnot instead of yeah. the actual ones. In the last in the last one you sent, you did leave in one of them. In one of the bonuses. I did, yeah. It was really cute. I can't remember which one it was, though. I think it was the intro. I think it was the theme song. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, back to uh, the news. Yeah. Large ice shell thought to be stable in East Antarctica has collapsed. Great. Good. As soon as you said thought to be stable, I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. East Antarctica, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Great. The 460 square mile wide oh ice shelf, which so is, rough, is roughly the size of New York City and helped keep the Conger and Glinzer glaciers from warmer water, collapsed between March 14th and March 16th. Oh no. The collapse is worrying because the eastern Antarctica holds five times more ice than western Antarctica. And if the whole region were to melt, it would raise sea levels across the globe more than 160 feet. Ah, that's so scary. So, and now for that a point part. of reference, I want you to name me a town in Florida. You're going to tell me whether or not it would be underwater, aren't you? Um, yes, I am. Let's say Orlando, Florida no, to start us off. Let's say Jacksonville, because that's one that should go underwater. Let's start there. What do you mean by should? Jacksonville sucks. <laughs> It's like a it's like a notorious joke online that Jacksonville is like just the, the shithole of Florida. Like we should just let Jacksonville go entirely. I have good memories in Jacksonville. I went and saw a, a comedian I enjoyed, Jake Flores, perform there. Well, that's nice. I do like the IKEA there, but they do have other IKEAs, uh, and I'm sure that Jake Flores goes elsewhere as well. So it's not like it's Jake Flores' hometown. Well, a good thing because it's seven feet above sea level. Oh, no. Jacksonville is now the lost city of Atlantis. Let's try a different location. Let's say Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida would be 98 feet. <sighs> so, Orlando, Florida, underwater. Um, Miami? Miami's right there, too. Uh, Miami, Miami, Florida is 16 feet above sea level, so Miami would also go. God damn. Let's look at Tallahassee, Florida, the capital. Okay. Tallahassee is 154 feet. Wait. So would Tallahassee be okay? Or just under? Just under, it looks like. Although, actually, I looked at an elevation map earlier. The southern half of Tallahassee is just under. The of northern course. half of Tallahassee is yeah. just above. That is completely unsurprising. Yeah. Oof. So let's try Panama City. Okay. They're seven feet above sea level. So Panama City... Oh, my God. Is, 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 ...would be gone. So basically, we're looking at pretty much the entire state of Florida gone. Yeah, uh, pretty much all of Florida gone. 
Let's try Tampa. <sighs> didn't we already I mean, do Tampa? I, I, we didn't do Tampa yet. Oh, I thought we did. Okay. Tampa's only seven feet above sea level, so Damn, Tampa's and I, gone. And I like Tampa. Tampa has good cafes and good bookstores and stuff. I don't like this. So the so like the one area, the four hundred plus mile block of ice that was protecting the rest of East Antarctica from these really warm waters, um, collapsed. And now the area that is exposed to all those warm waters is the part we're worried about because if that melts, all of Florida drowns. It's saying if all of eastern Antarctica melts. Good. Great. Fuck it. God damn it. It's big. So it's the, big. It'll, it'll take a while if it, if, it, if it does, but like we could, from some of those lower lying cities like Jacksonville, which is seven feet, Tampa, which is seven feet. Yeah, they're fucked. Miami, which was 16 feet. We might start seeing people having to leave those much sooner. Shit. And this sucks so bad because it's so preventable. Once again, we have a ton of billionaires and the military's budget is far too big and it gets bigger every year and they could fix this, but they act like it's such an incremental problem that it won't actually matter, but it does. But all politicians want to do is line their own pockets for oil companies. Oh, goodness. Well, moving on from that, our second headline. Yeah. Texas Attorney General says Austin School Pride Week celebration breaks state law. Oh, my God. Of course he does, right? Jesus Christ. An annual Pride Week celebration in Austin schools is breaking the law, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said this week. The law says no homos. Shut up, bitch. Marking the state's latest move to confront LGBTQ plus rights. Austin uh-huh. School District said the events will continue nonetheless. Hell yeah, Austin. Austin is like the only good area in Texas. <laughs> like the one, the one safe area. Holy shit. The events this year started Monday and culminated Saturday with a pride out party. Each day of the week is assigned a theme, including knowing your rights, creative expression, and pride history. That's so cute. Pride and ally stickers and flags are handed out as well. And the events line up with the National LGBTQ Health Awareness Week. That is delightful. That is great. So, the Attorney General of Texas is pissed off. Uh, Which law did that supposedly break, did they say? The Texas legislature has made it clear that when it comes to sex education, parents, not school districts, are in charge, he wrote. Mm. Okay, of course they they won't. I was about to say, like, they're not talking about, like, sex education, sexual education, but they view... LGBTQ identities as being inherently sexual um, and like inherently dangerous or perverted or whatever. So obviously yeah. that won't even fly with them. As usual, Austin is based um, and is the only area in Texas that is. In other news, mm-hmm. Minneapolis Educators School District reached a tentative contract agreement. What? Uh, the Minneapolis teachers have been on strike for three weeks. Oh. I hadn't even heard about that. Yeah, there really hasn't been a lot of news channels talking about it, which is why I wanted to bring it up here. Mm-hmm. Both sides have reached a tentative agreement, potentially solving issues that caused a strike in the first place. They made gains on a number of important issues, including pay for education support for professionals, protections for, edu- for educators of colors, uh, better class sizes, and mental health support. Great. Good. Yeah, so I thought I'd include this uh, bit of good news. Protesting works. Boycotting Protesting works. Protesting works. In other news, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You know what? I don't. I don't see why you're laughing, Stevie. I don't think that I, there's much funny going on with Vladimir Putin sorry. and all the harms that he has done in the world. Jesus, Stevie. No, you're right. How? Vladimir Vladimir Putin can suck my dick, but also I know what's coming because you told me earlier. Go ahead. Tell me what Putin's doing. <laughs> Uh, Vladimir Putin said that J.K. Rowling and Russia are victims of Western cancel culture. I love that now J.K.R. has to figure out, ooh, does she side with Russia? <laughs> that she is... already put out a statement. Oh, okay, saying what, she like she doesn't agree, she didn't ask her to do this, whatever, whatever? Uh, saying that a dictator who's currently killing civilians mm-hmm. isn't the best judge of Western cancel culture. 
So true, bestie. Anyway, she's still a bitch. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she and also, was, she kind of breezed over the fact that he agreed with her. Yeah. Um, I, there's something so good there where it's like, you wouldn't understand cancel culture. I do. <laughs> like, yeah. Of course, of course he's a transphobe too, but that is so goddamn funny to see two just like cartoonish villains at this point. And he's very, I feel like he's like very much not even trying to hide that at this point. That's like kind of the whole world's perception of Putin at this point is just like a cartoonishly evil villain, you know, um, and he's like, I'm going to put in my two cents on the JKR situation. That is what is needed and necessary right now. And she will appreciate my help. Or um, Putin is a, a really just absolutely slick undercover trans ally and knows that him siding with J.K. Rowling's turf views will really plunge some of that support. Um, Unfortunately, but I highly, that second theory does not hold. Perhaps actu- too optimistic. Way too optimistic. What he actually said. Was Putin said that Rowling was canceled because she didn't satisfy the demands of gender rights. Sure. He added, they're now trying to cancel our country. I'm talking about the progressive discrimination of everything we do with Russia and likened cancel culture to Nazis trying to burn books in the 1930s. Here's the problem with that. I have bad news for you, dude. The books they burned were from the Institute for Sexual Weissenschaft, which was an early private sexology research institute in Germany from 1919 to 1933. It was one of the first, it was the first institute to actually study transgenderism. And they also did sex affirming surgeries there as early as, what was it? The first one was like 1922, something like that. Yeah. Knee surgery has only been done since 1968. Yeah. Knee surgery is more experimental. <laughs> and, f- and yet, like, it is, it's so hard for people to get surgery when they need it. Right, right. It is It is such old news that Nazis were very anti-trans and anti-gay. Like, it, it was like, that's where, like, the pink triangle thing came from. Like, they were very, very fucking homophobic and transphobic. And the fact that we're just sort of breezing by that history to use this like alt-right rhetoric, which they are obsessed with because I, I don't understand how this much cognitive dissonance works. Like how do you find so much of your ideology aligning with Nazis and then say, you're the bad guys. You're like the Nazis. And it's like, you're, you have aligned with the cartoonishly evil villains. What's not clicking here. Also, in that same vein, I'm taking an apocalypse class right now. I promise this relates. <laughs> Very optimistic. Very optimistic <laughs> way to start this. Continue. But we were discussing um, uh, apocalypticism in Christianity, in Judaism, um, and then uh, how all of that connects to Zionism, because a lot of um, like fundamentalist Christians believe what the Bible says, like literally, and basically believes that like Jews need to be like restored to their homeland. Jerusalem is the capital of Israel before Jesus can return. Blah blah blah. Which is why uh, most fundamentalist Christians support Israel rather than Palestine, and so most fundamentalist Christians are Zionists. But the issue is that most or tons of fundamentalist Christians are also notorious anti-Semites. And I, that's another thing. I literally was like writing a a paper about that yesterday and I don't fucking understand how you can do both. I do because one of the churches that we went to when I was growing up taught that. No fucking way. No, they did. All of the Jewish people have to go back to Israel for Jesus to come back on a cloud of glory. Yeah. But they will all die and they will all go to hell. What? What? Yeah, because Holy they don't shit. believe in Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they can be, they can be pro-Israel and still be anti-Semitic because they still yeah. see them as, oh, they're all going to die anyway. Right. A lot of what we were talking about yesterday was um, the idea of, like, a blood curse um, because in the Bible it was the Jews that killed Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, that's, um, that's pretty fucked up, don't you think? Given it was the Romans that did it, they should be anti-Italian. <laughs> I won't make jokes about Italian discrimination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. 
Um, I lost a train of thought because I was giggling at the thought of uh, Nintendo's own Mario getting upset about Italian discrimination. Hold on, let me think. Shit, where was I? Oh, yes, yes, it's yes, yes, yes. It's terrible. Yes. They make Stop. fun of me and the way that I talk. Stop it. Uh, if we have any Italian listeners, we would like to formally apologize for being insensitive. Yeah, that's all. Um, My wife is Italian. Yeah, so your wife is Italian. No, It doesn't well, excuse me making those jokes, though. Yeah. Yeah, Micah. I, this is white on white crime at this point. I don't, ha- I don't care. Sorry. Um, but what I was talking about was actually a serious topic. Um, but in the paper I was writing yesterday, I, what it eventually came down to was all I could figure was that, like, the, this stance on, like, being Zionist is, is less of for the support of Israel and more of as, like, a more viewing them as, like, a, a political pawn kind of deal. Because, like, at this point, like, the religious aspect of it and the political aspect of it are so heavily intertwined um, that I was like, there's no fucking way this is for the good of the people. I know you hoes, and you are not supportive of... You're not actually supportive of real people. So, I digress. Um, Putin sucks. JKR sucks. Zionists suck. Palestine is the victim here, fucking obviously. Um, Also, I didn't know anything about the Balfour Declaration before yesterday. Fuck Britain for doing that whole shit. Uh, Yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. Really not sure how I'm going to segue now. Yeah, my bad. What was the next bit? I'll help you come up with a segue. Uh, goodness. I mean, you, you kind of well, you kind of went off the rails there for a while talking about apocalypses and stuff, and apocalypses really don't don't tie into the next segment that I was going to do. Oh, well, listen. I figured you'd just continue with the news because then it would like that, that it would connect easily. But uh, and we're doing a different segment. We're exiting the news. That was the last news segment. I only oh. had four articles. I don't know, swap them around, do that one first, and, and put the, the, the climate change one after that. That is entirely too much work for me. <laughs> okay, I am well, not going to do that. Yeah. Once you start rearranging your, your, your podcast bits, now you're in too deep. You, you're in way too deep. You're in over your head. You're, you're basically drowning at that point. So what's the next segment? Damn. Speaking of drowning. Okay. All right. Fine. Now we've gotten something. Okay, fine. We're going to need to uh, get ready to go into a zone of sorts. Okay, zone. And for this one, you're going to want to bring a swimsuit. I can't swim! Oh, you are fucked. Shit! Okay, upside, I do have cute swim trunks, which I found the other day in my closet, which I totally forgot I had. They're like khaki brown, and they have white stripes, and they're super cute, but I haven't put them on in a few months, and I'm very chubby, so they might not fit anymore, but I guess I'll have to see. Um, But I will wear those. Is there a chance I can just, like... Uh, wade along in the water. It's probably best if you stay out of the water entirely, to be honest. Okay. So why do I need the swimsuit then, if we shouldn't get in the water? I don't know, in case I want to use you as bait. Well, okay, now you sort of spoiled the whole surprise, um, and now I'm not going to fall for it, so you're going to have to get somebody else to do it now. Well, there's plenty of people at the beach. I'm sure I can get one or two of them to do it. (laughs) What else do we need? Uh, well, may also need some earplugs. Uh, great. Uh, I don't think I have any. Oh, I have really good noise canceling headphones. Does that count? Although if those I mean, get wet and stop so. working, uh, I'll I will be really upset. They weren't cheap. So you better hope that they work. Yeah. Okay. Cause uh, we're going to the monster zone. It's the monster zone. Monster zone. It's the monster zone. Monster zone. Are we talking about sirens, or are we talking about mermaids? We're talking about mermaids. I was asking for that last week. This is great. This is good. We're finally doing the mermaid zone. Talk to me about these... This is courtesy of facts.net. Good. Talk to me about these fucked up gnarly mermaids. Well, there are 60 facts on this page. That is so many facts. Entirely too many. That's so many facts. Good. I'm... I'm not going to read all of them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read... They have a little handy section up top. Okay. And then it breaks it down into quick facts, essential facts, and interesting facts. That is actually super helpful. Um, I want interesting facts for sure. Well, I'm gonna re- I think I'm going to read all of them. Okay. So for the quick facts... Mm-hmm. 
Ancient Syria recorded Adargatus as the earliest recorded mermaid in 1000 BC. What was the name? Adargatus. Cool. So, the general consensus, I'm just going to get this out of the way, the general consensus is that mermaids are actually hallucinations from horny sailors who probably saw manatees or something, right? I don't think Facts.net holds that position. Wait. I Deadass? Because I kind of assumed that they would... Wait, no. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me read you one of these other facts. Out of 60 facts, they're not going to... Okay, all right, all right, go ahead. There are four types of mermaids. Traditional, selkies, shapeshifters, and the merfolk. Okay. It said there are four types. There... <laughs> there are. I mean, duh. Old dudes. <laughs> they also possess four main powers. Immortality, telepathy, hypnosis, and clairvoyance possess current okay i think they think that they're real i am pretty sure they're i would also love to know what other credentials facts.com has or what other topics they've sort of sort of tossed in well no this is facts.net is that supposed to be more trustworthy or something i don't think so (laughs) listen i can't remember the the criteria I i can't remember the criteria for any any like urls or domain names anymore i know that uh gov i know what gov is i thought the org was supposed to be for an organization but i think you can just lie about that now that's what i was taught growing up that it had to be an organization but i'm pretty sure that they do not make you like register your organization or anything when you buy a org domain name so like they eh. not. yeah the next fact mm-hmm. using this term loosely okay the next fact in quotes okay mermen came seven thousand years before atargatis Adargardus. So mermen came 7,000 years before the first recorded mermaid? Yes. Fucking bullshit. Bullshit. The latest latest mermaid sighting happened in Israel in 2009. Oh, good. Uh, Do they include a picture or any source? No, they do not. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Hold on. I would like to see. Mermaid sighting Israel, right? 2009? 2009, yeah. Okay. That's 2013. Or he's claiming in Israel. Okay. There we go. LiveScience.com. An alleged mermaid said to resemble a cross between a fish and a young girl only appears before sunset, or only appears at sunset. It performs a few tricks for onlookers before disappearing for the night. Okay. Um, one of the first people to see the mermaid, uh, Shlomo Cohen, said, I was with friends when suddenly we saw a woman lying on the sand in a weird way. At first I thought she was just another sunbather, but when we approached, she jumped into the water and disappeared. We were all in shock because we saw she had a tail. The sightings apparently began several months ago. The town's tourism board is, of course, delighted with their newfound fame and local mystery fauna. Um, oh, taking a cue from the town of Inverness, Scotland, on the shore of Loch Ness, um, the Kiryat Yam government has offered a $1 million reward for the first person to photograph the creature. Town spokesman Nati Zilberman thinks the reward money is well spent. I think if there really is a mermaid, then so many people will come to Kiryat Yam. A lot more money will be made than $1 million. Uh, then they go on to say, of course, if the mermaid doesn't exist, perhaps it's a hoax, an optical illusion, or a simple misperception of a known animal. <laughs> love how, love how they, they phrased that part. Uh, yeah. And the town's reward money will, of course, be safe and unclaimed. This is great. I think it's delightful, though they do point out that the power of suggestion and imagination can be very strong, and identifying animals in water is inherently problematic because eyewitnesses are only seeing a small part of the creature. Um, so yeah, there was a, an alleged mermaid sighting in 2009. I'm going to have to read you some of these facts off of the quick fact thing because holy shit. Okay, hit me. Uh, selkies are mermaids who can transform their fins into human legs. Um, yeah, kind of. They're missing some lore there. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of upset that they're referring to selkies as mermaids. That's like a whole different thing, but okay. Some goddesses <laughs> took the form of a mermaid. Sure. Sure, some, sure, some of them. Okay, sure, I guess. Do you want to drop any names? No? Okay, I'll take your word for it. Maybe your goddesses they, they, they do. Actually, they, actually, they actually do drop some names. What's the mermaid names? form seems a popular choice among goddesses. Whether they're from Europe or Asia, mermaid goddesses are everywhere. There's a Brazilian water snake, Lara, the French feminine spirit, Melusine, and the Irish human fish, Marrow. The most popular mermaid figure is Mama Wata, the African water spirit who is half human and half fish, but sometimes she can walk the earth in a more human body. 
The mermaid goddesses are everywhere? Apparently, they're everywhere. What are we supposed to do with all these fucking goddesses? That poses a way bigger issue than than already. The existence of mermaids very complicated, but the the existence of this many beings of like multiple theological origins is getting to be a little confusing. Mermaids were once considered marine animals. Yeah, sure. Hey, do they mean that like people used to think they were manatees and now we know they're mermaids, or do they just classify them as animals before realizing they were human? People from the medieval ages assumed mermaids were as organic as fishes. Even then, they were mystical creatures that reside in the sea. Mermaids were commonly featured in medieval churches to represent lust, one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah, because mermaids have their titties out and everything. I'd be lustful too. Hey, as organic as the fish in the sea, what does this even mean? This is very puzzling to me. Like, what are they trying to say there? That, like, a mermaid is an animal or that uneducated medieval people thought they were as organic as he... Everything is organic. Everything is made of fucking carbon. What are they talking about? I don't know, but apparently mermaids are vegetarians. Wait a damn minute. You said they were violent and carnivorous. And that you would need bait and you were going to use me as bait. Are you just trying to spook me? Turns out mermaids are actually very friendly and very calm, uh, and they'll eat a little carrot out of your hand, just like horsies at the petting zoo do. And it is absolutely safe to bring carrots to them and put your hand out into the water for them. This PSA was not written by a mermaid. (laughs) This whole website, I think, was written by a mermaid to get people to... I'm pretty sure it was. They're like, they're harmless, they're divine, they are cool, they are horny, they are wet and wild and ready for you. Like, what what are you talking about? Nereids are different from mermaids. Okay. They both belong to the waters, but they're very different entities. Old Man of the Sea Nereus and Oceanidorus had 50 daughters called Nereids, beautiful nymphs dressed in silk and barefoot. They represent the peace of the sea. Meanwhile, mermaids are considered bad omens for seducing sailors and fishermen to their deaths. Hey, once again, are they? Why are they doing? Why are they doing the death thing? Are they just luring them out for fun and then drowning them? What do they do with the bodies? Are they not eating them, or are they? If they're vegetarian and not eating sailors, then what's the purpose of the luring them to their deaths? I, I'm concerned that there's some mermaid like misinformation going on here. And also, since this was clearly written by a mermaid, except now I'm thinking it might be written by a Nereid, um, why would they admit to luring sailors to their deaths? You also just made a gleeful face. What, what, what are you thinking? What's going on? Legends say humans evolved from mermaids. You have, um, you have unearthed such a deep memory for me. Pray tell. I remember seeing a show on the History Channel because our dad fucking loved the History Channel. And the History Channel isn't about history anymore. It's about really any bullshit they can get their hands on, including, but not limited to, cryptozoology, which, god damn, I love it so much. I remember watching uh, one of their shows, like The Search for Bigfoot, and there was a, one, an episode of some show, and I remember them talking about how evolutionarily... It would make sense, actually, if humans evolved from mermaids because uh, everything started out as sea creatures um, and then the sea creatures got legs and it would make sense if there was an in-between point in between the sea creatures and the humans and that in-between point is uh, mermaids. It's mermaids. Yeah, that's just science. That's just science i mean come on even though most evolutionary uh most like with most creatures you can kind of see the the evolutionary path they took in like fossils or whatever the mermaids uh their bones dissolve fun fact little known fact mermaid bones dissolve so that's why we haven't found any yet sorry oh gotcha yeah it's just it's just science you know what else is science what else is science it's believed that the people of Atlantis turned into mermaids. Yeah, I guess. You can you can say it's believed for pretty much any bullshit fact you want to say. Sure, yeah, I'm sure there's somebody out there who believes that. What is that face? What is that face? What is that face? I cannot even describe the face Mike had just made. You look scandalized. <laughs> A mermaid converted to Catholicism in the 1600s. <laughs> 
How do you know? Oh, oh, did, oh, did Catholicism tell you that? D- did Catholicism tell you that? Like, what are you talking about? What? It's hard to believe that any non-human creature would believe in a god that isn't their own. Back in the 1600s, a mermaid got injured trying to enter Netherlands through a dike. The citizens nursed her back to health. The mermaid learned Dutch, did household chores, and then converted to Catholicism. How does she do the household chores? She has a fucking tail. That's all, that's, all that, do- that's all that fact says. I just read everything they say about the matter. No, no source. Just, yeah, this happened. Trust me. What? I am stunned. The only My only explanation here is that this article was indeed written by a mermaid and that this happened to someone they knew personally. <laughs> like, they're, they're just able to cite it. Uh, source? Uh, trust no me, bro. No source is given. No ha- source is given here. No source is given. Um, source... It happened to my good buddy Morgan back in the 1600s. What the fuck? Speaking of fucking... Uh-huh. It's still unclear how mermaids reproduce. Um, yeah, I guess. Since, oh, okay, 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 here we go. Since they are mythological creatures, no <gasps> one completely knows how mermaids reproduce. There we go. Okay, all right. Covering their ass a little bit. Good. Either the merfolk couple could procreate in their human form and still give birth to a merfolk baby... Or, the mermaid will produce eggs that mermen can fertilize. Oh. Many, people, many believe that gestation will still be nine months, similar to humans. Yeah. Um. Just a mermaid laying a clutch of eggs, and then some guy <laughs> having to go and jerk off over them. <laughs> Stop. That is so viscerally upsetting, Jesus Christ. Um, I assume they meant fertilizing the eggs like it happens in humans not just sort of jerking it over a pile of eggs um but yeah i guess that would work too probably be easier also where where you don't even see a booty you don't even see a booty crack on mermaids where's anything supposed to happen where are they even gonna lay the eggs if they're laying eggs where are they gonna they're probably living in like some, some like under like an undercrop of like rocks and stuff, you know, to keep them safe. No from predators that might eat the eggs. Where's the eggs come? They probably Listen, have. They probably have a cloaca. That would make sense. Sort of one one hole does it all. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Gross way to describe a cloaca. Yeah, I mean that's about right. Um, yeah, I mean I'd figure. Um, Although to be fair, I've I've seen my fair share of horny mermaid art, and never once was a cloaca featured. So I think that's worth noting. Um, it's in my research, so I I think that is probably worth noting. There was another bit I was concerned about. Oh oh oh, they keep referring to mermaids in their human forms. They have not really confirmed that all mermaids have human forms. They have referenced it with like specific types of mermaids. But if we're just talking about, like, straight-up, half-fish, half-human boyos, uh, um, maybe there's something I'm missing or there's a fact we haven't read, but did they confirm that all mermaids, even the regular-looking ones, have a human form? They're kind of keeping it vague. Okay, okay. Easy to dodge questions if you haven't given a proper answer. Merfolk terrified Blackbeard. The pirate? West Indies pirate Blackbeard is known for being absolutely fearsome, but in the 1700s, Blackbeard claimed that he saw merfolk and recorded the area in his logbook where they may inhabit. He was terrified of encountering them again. He was asexual. That or he just saw some dolphins and freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Or saw some sea cows. He sees a couple manatees and starts having a panic attack and everyone's like, Hey boss, you okay? And he's like, That there's some evil mermaids. And they're like, no, that's manatees. They discovered them last year. And he like he like slices their jugular because he's pretty certain it was mermaids. He's like, yeah, boss, you're right. It's mermaids because they can't they can't disagree with Blackbeard. He's gonna fuck your shit up. I'm also imagining he has a hook. Um, I guess all pirates do in my mind, including Blackbeard. Um, so yeah, he rip to that one guy. Have a hook. Rip to the one guy who was advocating for the manatees, but he did get his jugular sliced open with a hook. So super sad, actually. Blackbeard's hook, specifically. I don't know if you're fucking listening to me. Uh, (laughs) uh, He got his jugular sliced up with Blackbeard's hook. Um, I would really love it if you would actually, like, listen to what I'm fucking saying right now and engage in this space with me. Um, I feel like you're not really being very open-minded right now. So, are you done? Are you good? I know about Blackbeard. (laughs) I know for a fact that Blackbeard would get bits of incense and sulfur stuck in his beard that he would light on fire so that it looked like his head was on fire with smoke coming out of it. 
That's so goddamn cool. Also, was he a real dude? Yes. Oh, that's crazy. And he did not have a hook. Maybe not when you met him. But I mean... <laughs> You're right. You're right. People when can change, I, Micah. People can change when it when look. When I met Blackbeard in the 1700s. Yeah. That was when he was still doing the whole, like, head on fire gig. By the time I came along, he had the hook hand. Um, he did dabble in drag, but he wasn't sure what his, his uh, performer name was going to be yet, so he was still just, like, supporting his first mate, who actually had a really successful career um, in the pirate drag circuit. So, you know. You know pirates used to get gay married? Hell yeah! Couldn't the, the captain officiate? Weren't they, like, technically able to, like, officiate or something like that? Or is that just in Pirates of the Caribbean? I mean, yeah, that's, like, any captain can marry folk, yeah. I love that. While they're off at sea, they can't be held accountable by heteronormativity. I love that for them. Gay pirates, baby. Also, how do we know that? How do you know that? Did you, did you hear that from Blackbeard when you met him? It's actually documented. I used to be really into pirates when I was a kid. That's really cute. That's so cute. <laughs> you're like, wow, pirates are my favorite thing. And they're like, did you know pirates are gay? And you're like, oh, huh. I guess me too now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll suppress this for a while. <laughs> I can't believe the pirates turned you gay. That's crazy. Our parents should never have let you learn about Blackbeard. <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> the bumper sticker, a car bumper sticker that says Blackbeard turned me gay. What? What's that face? Alexander the Great's sister became a mermaid. Sure. Sh damn right she did. How? And more power to her. An ancient Greek legend that's been circulating for centuries, depressed and heartbroken because of her half-brother's death, Thessaloniki Thessaloniki jumped into the sea. But the legends okay. say that she didn't drown. Instead, she became a mermaid thanks to water from the fountain of immortality that the prince washed her hair with. Um, okay, so are mermaids immortal then? Does the fountain of immortality just happen to give you a mermaid tail if you jump into the into the ocean afterwards? Uh, I feel like we're getting the details a little muddled there. Maybe you also have to be depressed when it happens in order for it to work. It's like a, it has to be a perfect storm or else you won't become a mermaid. You might become something like a shrimp. It's like a once in a blue moon thing. Um, I, I'm hoping she fit right in with the mermaids. Uh, it was able to speak the language, or else it was probably uh, a whole different thing trying to get adjusted to this new way of life. Probably had some culture shock while she's grieving. Ugh, what a pain. Moving is such a, such a struggle. Anyway, absolute girl boss moment. Good for her. Indeed. Alleged mermaid bones are on display <laughs> in a Japanese temple. Alleged mermaid bones. Um, how do they differ from, from human bones? Or do you just kind of put the fish bones and the human bones next to each other and call it a mermaid? Legends call these mermaids Nyingyo, and one drifted ashore the Hakata Bay before dying in 1222. That's really sad. The bones were unearthed 800 years ago and are currently on display at the Ryuguji Temple in Fukuoka. I'm Which probably butchering bones? these names. Hold on, I need to look this up. Hold on. Um, Just Mermaid Bones Japanese Temple, I guess, is what you can search. Yeah, Mermaid Bones Japanese Temple. Uh, suggested Google search, how many bones does a mermaid have? <laughs> I love that somebody really wanted to know that, as if that was verifiable. Let me see. Oh, cool. Um, those look like uh, old human bones. Literally no part of those looks anything fish-like cool oh man but the, there's an artistic depiction that popped up next to it that looks really fucking gnarly i'm sending you that picture it's really spooky it's got the lady's head it's like just the head it's not like the sexy torso it's just the fish body and then at the very very end it has a human head that's very spooky hold on it looks really fucked up i'm sending it to you i think okay, i've seen that picture before you might have it looks pretty spooky it's very memorable oh yeah i have seen this one before she looks crazy she's got horns and shit delightful yeah um those bones don't look particularly fish-like to me but i'm not a cryptozoologist uh if well, you'll remember from last episode i am an omenologist all i know about are omens although they did mention that mermaids are bad omens but here's the thing i've actually never heard that uh in my line of work so whoever wrote this is not a professional well getting back to japan yeah the kappa is both a monster and merfolk japanese merfolk considered this creature as a monster and a water deity a kappa is a green, amphibious, human-like being with webbed hands and feet and a turtle shell. 
I remember learning about these, and they scared the absolute fucking balls off of me. Uh, oh, when did I learn about these? I, I had like a mythological, a mythology kick as a kid because didn't every child, right? Um, every child had a mythology kick. Uh, I believe that I learned about those in a similar book that I learned about fairies in, and I believe I did also learn about mermaids in that book. Just had a lot of mythological creatures in that one. It was really, really prettily like animated, not animated. Um illustrated illustrated thank you it was really a pretty like illustrations and shit except for that motherfucker extremely gnarly very evil a lot of those creatures do a lot of um luring travelers to their death just sort of as a general rule a lot of them do that children are warned not to go near bodies of water at the risk of being pushed in by a kappa they're yeah. also known to challenging humans to a sumo wrestling oh that's delightful um it reminds me of that that quote, the you construct intricate rituals through which to touch each other's skin. Uh, anyway, they're all gay. That's what that means. So, there was also another one. Oh my god, I just remembered this. I was like legitimately scared of this one. It was a creature that would appear to little children and it would look like a cute, tiny little pony. And children would go, ooh, wee, wowie. And they would ride the ponies back. And then the pony would go clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop into the local lake. And then just ride into the fucking water and drown the children. Yeah, that's a selkie. Yeah, that's the one. Um, hate that shit. Hate it. Uh, hate it a lot. Hey, I thought selkies were the ones that turn into seals. Yeah, that too. What? I Why don't are know. there so? Okay, we should talk about selkies next time because I'm really confused. Yeah, we'll talk about selkies next time. By the way, the rest of these 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 mermaid facts are kind of they're kind of bo- like boring. Okay. Um, those are fairly so we mermaid kinda, facts. So kind of petered out on the mermaid facts. That's okay. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. You got it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. I found a couple mermaid quizzes, but they're stupid. They're fucking stupid and boring. So do you know what we're going to do instead? What are we going to do instead? We're going to learn how you would die in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory based on increasingly irrelevant questions. This quiz is by Sapphic Salamand. All right. The quiz intro just says this is entirely based on what I remember from watching the Tim Burton movie when I was like eight, but I also added stuff to make it cooler. Also, I would like to formally apologize um, to Tim Burton for never watching that version of the movie, but deciding it was bad simply because it didn't have Gene Wilder. I have learned since then that the Tim Burton adaptation is more faithful to the original book. However, uh, Tim Burton is still a racist piece of shit for saying that black people don't fit the aesthetic of his movies so he can still choke. Anyway, question one. What's the superior type of chocolate? White chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, chocolate is chocolate, or I don't eat chocolate. I'm going to say dark chocolate. Supreme taste. Supreme incredible taste. Question number two. For some reason, the Chocolate Factory dress code states you have to wear a Garfield shirt, so which one are you wearing? Um, This one says, yeah, I'm a gamer. And then as an acronym, uh, it says, my wife left me. Next one says, enemy of the state. Next one says, gay Garfield. Mmm, lasagna. Uh, And cock. Next one says, uh, when I die, I may not go to heaven. I don't know if they let cowboys in. Uh, We have the classic Neon Genesis Evangelion Garfield logo, which I have been trying to find a sticker of for so long, but it seems to have gotten taken down for copyright reasons from numerous websites, despite it being notoriously popular. Um, So I'm still looking for that shirt for myself. Um, The classic You Are Not Immune to Propaganda meme. And uh, just a little Garfield on a skateboard that just says, I hate Mondays. I'm going to go with You Are Not Immune to Propaganda. Fucking knew it. Damn commie. Hey, it was going to be that or Enemy of the State. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, damn commie. Question number three. You're also allowed to bring a plushie with you. Which will you bring? Uh, Marie Splatoon, Omori, uh, oh, Omori. Um, a little kitty with a strawberry hat, Sans Undertale, a giant Hatsune Miku, a little Plague Doctor, or a very round cat? I'm going to go with a little Plague Doctor. Fucking knew it. It's so cute. Would you steal stuff? I'm going to say no, because if this is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory rules, that's how you die. <laughs> that is how you die. Uh, would you lie about stealing stuff? If I stole something, I probably would lie about it. 
So yes? Yeah. Okay. Okay, you are given the opportunity to choose the flavor of a new chocolate bar. What flavor will you pick? Um, vitamin gummies, molten lava, glitter, uh, those colorful little rocks that you find in the, in the um, gift shop of a museum, bath bombs, all of them at the same time, or literally what is wrong with you guys? All of them at the same time. Delicious. I, I want the little, the little colorful rocks. They look so fucking delicious. Question seven. Did you eat Play-Doh as a kid? Yeah, it was like one time or no. I tasted it one time, so I guess it was like one time. <laughs> it was salty, yeah? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Question eight. Opinion on sparkling water. It's great. I love it. Angry water. No thanks. Abomination or thog don't care. Thog don't care. Thog don't care. Question number nine. Choose an item I have in my room right now. A little box full of stickers. Dark chocolate digestives. Sketchbook that has Sketchbook written on the cover. Splatoon amiibos displayed on a coffin-shaped shelf. Bookshelf with exactly ten books on it, six of which I've actually read. Sick as fuck hollow skull that lights up. His name is Steven. Or a tiny peach squishy that just spawned. I don't know how it even got here. Let's go with sick as fuck hollow skull that lights up. His name is Steven. Uh, implying that uh, you would have named it after me, which is adorable. If you were locked for 24 hours with my Nintendo Switch as your only source of entertainment, what game would you play? Uh, Project Diva Megamix, Splatoon 2, Animal Crossing New Horizons, fucking Minecraft, baby, Undertale, Mario Kart 8, or look through your album. Oh, oh, like your your Nintendo Switch album. Uh, you know what? I would probably go with Project Diva. Go back up. Project Diva Megamix. I am so intrigued by this one. It looks like a Hatsune Miku game, and I did not even know that exists, and now I'm very interested. Shiloh thought that when I took this earlier, Shiloh thought I would say New Horizons, but I'm like, listen, that game gets boring if that's the only thing you're doing at a time. Like, I need to be, like, watching a show and playing New Horizons. Like, I need to have something very engaging and stimulating. Like, I gotta play some fucking Splatoon. Okay, question 11. Are you afraid of death? Yeah, no, a little. I'm gonna go with a little. Thanks for taking my quiz. That doesn't count as a question. You will be vaporized in the TV room. In death, you have ascended beyond humanity. You have become the PS5. I also got this answer. Well, okay. Are there, are there other options? Oh, there are. The other options are massacred by the squirrels, uh, banished to scary boat ride dimension, drowned in chocolate river, whatever the fuck happened to Violet. You survive, but at what cost? Or you cannot be killed. That's great. Well, all right. You Damn, I thought that you would get a different result from me because our, our answers were very, very different. So I want to know wh which was the kicker. How heavily, how heavily weighted are these answers to where, like, we said, like, one same answer and they were, like, immediate vaporization? <laughs> yeah, right. Did, well, did you say you would lie about stealing? I said I would lie about stealing, but I also said I would steal. You said you wouldn't. Maybe, so maybe that was the one, saying that you'd lie about stealing would get you vaporized. I'm trying to remember, but there were only two options, so that wouldn't even line up. It was just yes or no. This is I true. I can't. What was Mike TV's sin? He just liked TV too much. Yeah, he just really liked TV. What was the author? Raul Dahl was so very, uh, very much a boomer stance. T TV bad, TV scary, TV bad for child, gum bad because it annoys me, gum evil bad for child, like. If he didn't understand it, he hated it and said it was evil. Like, this is like the shittiest morality tale in the world, and it sucks ass. So, uh, fun fact about Roald Dahl, don't know if you know this. Uh-huh, tell me. He was a World War II spy. What? Which side, which side, which side? On uh, the British side. Okay, so, uh, yeah, in that war, that's good. Okay, really? Yeah. Wow, that's kind of cool. He was friends with Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond series, who was also a spy. What? I didn't know the James Bond guy had actual experience. He did. Okay, that's actually sick as hell. You know who else they were friends with? Who else? Who else? Who else? Saruman. Who? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee? Wait a minute. How? Because Christopher Lee was also a spy in World War II. How old is Christopher Lee? Well, he's dead now. How old was Christopher Lee when he was a spy? Uh, he would have been in his 20s. How old was he when he voiced, or when he was Saruman? Uh, ancient? 
Yeah, he was born in 1922. <laughs> oh, he was old as fuck. Yeah. Listen, I can't remember when Lord of the Rings came out. What, early 2000s? Yeah. He was already he in was his late 70s, his early 80s. 80s. Holy yeah. shit. That's that's an old man. That I don't know much, but I know that that is one old man. <laughs> and he actually gave pointers to uh, the director, Peter Jackson, about what it sounds like when you stab somebody. Oh, that's cool. So th- does that mean that I can trust that the stab sounds in Lord of the Rings are like the most, the most faithful and realistic stab sounds you are ever going to get in film? Uh, I assume so, yes. I assume so. Yeah. Hey, did you know that in that one scene where wh- whoever the fuck he was that played Aragorn was fighting the orcs, he kicked a helmet and it broke his toe, and so the scream that made it into the final cut was actually his real scream of pain? I take it you just watched that internet comment etiquette video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are one and the same. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I think we have enough for an episode. Yeah, I'd say we're good. Micah, where can the good people uh, find you? Oh, actually, before we do that. Oh? Something I have to show you. Oh, show me. What's his name? Vigo Mortensen? Yeah. That's it. Damn, I couldn't even remember it when I was trying to land the bit. Fuck. Christopher Lee, Charlemagne by the Sword and Cross full album. Christopher Wait Lee a has minute. a metal album. No fucking way. Yes. This is very orchestral. Oh, no, this is his opera that he did. Hold on. Yeah, that's an opera. I was like, this sounds cool as hell, but it does not sound like metal. Hold on. Although Charlemagne by the Sword and the Cross uh, does also sound very pleasant and very cool. Um, he has so much music. I did not even realize he has music. A heavy metal Christmas. This is the little drummer boy. Yes, it is. Who As let this man in the studio? Who let this man in the studio? Like, I think that once you get to be that age and that famous, people just kind of let you do fuck all whatever you want. Because, yeah. like, you're iconic. You can you can just do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Like. Jeff Goldblum and his dumb little jazz band or like whatever that show he has on Disney where he just walks around and looks at shit and goes oh that's cool oh oh that's very oh that's very interesting that's very cool because it's Jeff Goldblum and everybody just likes to hear him talk and you know what good for him I, I think he get, I think he should get to do that I agree big fan of eccentric old men so yeah that's Christopher Lee's metal album or one of them I'm a huge fan personally huge proponent of very old men doing metal metal music which I didn't know I cared about until two seconds ago um but personally huge fan (laughs) there we go so stevie where can people find you you can find all of my shit over at steviebee.com that is steviebea.com um that actually has our little gender swap page where you can see all of the quizzes that we have taken on the podcast um so you can take those if you please um we also have of course uh links to our twitter account which is at gender underscore swap underscore pod um and i'm trying to be more active on youtube and instagram and twitch as of late so please oh please make sure you're following me on all of those last night on twitch i was playing tony hawk pro skater because i discovered that uh tony hawk pro skater one and two is available on pc and i am very bad at it and it is the most fun i've had in a stream in a very long time i streamed for four hours before realizing how long it had been it is such a good goddamn game. It is. Um, so yeah, highly recommend that you come on down. I've been playing a lot of bullshit games like that, playing Spore. I'm probably going to do a Sims Hunger Games again with the Extreme Violence mod. I'm just trying to get a little silly. I'm just trying to get a little wacky and a little wild. Um, so you should come along for the ride. Micah, where can the good people find you? You can find my music on Bandcamp at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. We also have a Patreon, which for a mere $3 per month, you can get more episodes than you currently get on the free feed. You You get get twice twice as many. Twice as many episodes. And on the bonus episodes, we tend to talk about uh, not the news, that's for sure. It's uh, more lighthearted. It's a little more loosey-goosey, a little bit silly. uh, Most recently, we had a very long conversation about uh, falling dick first into Cthulhu. 
being shoved dick first into Cthulhu is still the funniest uh, title. Also, hey, I don't know if you got my message earlier, but um, that that poll we did on Instagram actually, uh, 90 people want the title "Shoved Dick First in Cthu into Cthulhu" as opposed to only the 20 people who wanted the dumb, lame, stupid, boring title "Monster Romance." So I formally request that we change the title to be not. Monster Romance or Shoved Dick First into Cthulhu. Um, no, I won the poll pretty fair and square. Actually, I squarely whooped your ass by like 400%. So I just think that the title should only be Shoved Dick First into Cthulhu. See, the reason I did an or was because I was referencing uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Referencing Rocky and Bullwinkle? Rocky and I don't Bullwinkle, even know. their titles always would be like blah, 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 or blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know if that's going to land with my age demographic. I, I've never engaged with Rocky and Bullwinkle. I'm so sorry. Really? Yeah. I, did Nickelodeon I, play them for what well, they did when I was a kid? Is that a show or a movie? It's a cartoon about um, a moose and a squirrel. That's cute. Yeah. No. Uh, no, no fucking clue. Uh, uh, they have not. I don't think they've run reruns of Rocky and Bullwinkle in uh, many moons. And they fight <laughs> Russian spies. Now that is a twist I did not anticipate. That uh, that I do uh, I, I do enjoy, I do admire, um, but I am still formally requesting the, <laughs> the title change. Uh, fine. I'll change the Thank I'll, you. I'll change the title. Thank you. But it's anyway, right. back to the back to the Patreon. Uh, oh yeah, three dollars a month, and you can get episodes with such titles as. Getting shoved dick first into Cthulhu. Thank you very much. It's a banger. It's delightful. Um, existential dread. Yeah, but you can just like skip that part. It's only like five minutes long. That's not a good ad. Uh, you can cut that part out. Um, it's good podcast. What can I say? It's like the Campbell Soup lo uh, slogan. It's good podcast. It's good podcast. There you go. Stevie's pick of the day. It's good podcast. It's good podcast. It's like earlier. It's just science. We're going to have the, the simplest t-shirts in the world. <laughs> the easiest to write bumper stickers. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I think that just about covers everything. So, um, bye. Bye.